So hello and welcome to ESPN Cricket Info Stump Mike. I'm Karthik Ayer joining you once again after the second test match, the second third day's play of the second test match between India and England to sing Ravichandran Ashwin's praises. And someone who's done that not just in this test match but but quite often over the last few years is Gaurav Sundararan. Hey Gaurav. Hi. Along with Gaurav is Debayan Sen. who enjoyed i think ravichandran's ashwin century more than most uh, yeah it's been good fun i mean uh, i remember after we spoke after the sydney test match we talked about how he's often underrated as a batsman and for him to just remind us again that uh, he can probably slot in as a genuine all-rounder and i mean deservedly so uh, kudos to him and a great opportunity to him actually to do something that's been very rarely done before 10 wickets in a test match along with a century hmm, absolutely and, and you would bet on him doing it as well gorov it feels like every day uh, that we've been doing this podcast in this test match we are singing ashwin's praises and i don't mean that in any negative way whatsoever because he has thoroughly deserved all the applause that's coming his way yes in in spite of him uh, actually laying down this challenge uh, in last night's press conference stating that you know how to bat in this particular wicket coming and actually delivering is not easy and he did it with the tail he so you know getting these centuries have a lot of famous centuries where where players get it with the tail making sure like that adds so much uh, more satisfaction i'm sure for the player and he uh, i don't know if uh, I read his body language correctly, but I think he wanted to hit a six in his home ground and get a century. That's what I thought he tried, and it went on. It went slightly risky. He almost got out, but it uh, he got a century at home ground. I think that definitely wanted that. So, uh, but hey, uh, getting a century in your home ground, getting a five wicket haul, and like Deban said, he could get ten. That's pretty uh, amazing. I think this is what dreams are made up of, and uh, very few people uh, get to achieve this. Oh, absolutely, Devan! That 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 smile on his face, that celebration, the fact that Suraj, who was at the other end, the number eleven batsman of India, was celebrating as much as Ashwin. I think I I I don't know. Sometimes we get cynical about about sports and sports persons, but it was one of those moments of of pure joy where you 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 can't be anything but happy for ashwin and the indian cricket team at at that moment in time oh yes absolutely i mean unless you're a die hard england fan i think that will be one of the moments of this series because uh, ashwin as as gorov said you know laying down the challenge coming out and actually batting really well uh, he he gave a few chances but other other than that this was really a good masterclass in how to bat in tricky conditions uh, he was positive throughout that's what probably led to the situation of him being in a position to push for that century and then siraj not just that celebration but also the way that he hung in there enabled him to get through to that century so uh, any i think ashwin alluded to that in the post match uh, flash quotes that he had with the broadcaster he said that there is some spirit about this team and he said that we have been living a dream for the last 3 or 4 months so i think that's a fair uh, encapsulation of just how uh, good this team has been since uh, maybe the white ball leg and uh, possibly the third day of that adelaide test match in australia since then they've really been on top of their game uh, the first test was a bit of a write off but that was also because the first two days the pitch really had absolutely nothing in it but yeah some some worries for england because they've now had uh, two successive innings where they've been bowled out for less than uh, 200 and pretty much on the verge of a third one where they could go out for a lot fewer yeah i think if i remember correctly you did mention this when england played their second innings in the first test in chennai as well but but we'll stick with ashwin for a while because 
Deban, this this was a statement knock, and both of you all mentioned his quotes from from yesterday. Uh, we have heard a lot of criticism for for the pitch on online and and offline as well. This was Ashwin basically saying that this is how you bat on my home surface, yeah. Yeah, not just Ashwin, um, Rohit Sharma from not just the first innings but also the second, Ajinkya Rahane for uh, most of the first innings, uh, Virat Kohli in the second innings. So there are ways and means to score on this pitch as well. And I mean, Ben Folks as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and today was the first day. I mean, because of the Bangladesh West Indies epic Test match, by the way, because of that, uh, I wasn't able to really watch a full day's play before today. And I, I was trying to keep out, uh, keep a lookout for balls that misbehaved. There weren't too many. Uh, there was a little bit of excess turn on a few occasions, and the explosions which were happening on the pitch were more for uh, you know on superficial level. The bounce is still pretty good. There aren't too many that are scooting low. So any uh, too overt criticism of this pitch is not uh, founded, I think, because as a day three pitch, it is still one where if you apply yourself, you can bat. And it's a different skill altogether to uh, bat well on a spinning wicket. So that's something that the Indians have shown to the English uh, players. And uh, yeah, it's up to the remaining seven wickets to try and pick up some clues from that and uh, apply themselves tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. Our friend and colleague Gaurav, Andrew Fidel Fernando, he tweets, Not only have India produced a doctored surface unfit for batting, (laughs) they've gone as far as producing batsmen who can score runs against the raging ball. I, I saw this tweet, Karthik, or a WhatsApp forward or something, which said, when Ashwin bat, it looks like a batting pitch. When he bowls, it looks like a bowling pitch. What kind of a pitch is this? So I, I found that extremely funny. And that's uh, I think uh, that's what uh, he's taught uh, everyone. And um, again, uh, similar to what Deban said, Rohit uh, on day one managed to play very well. And Ashwin also was not, uh, he didn't have too many, he didn't give too many chances. The odd edge, uh, I think, with Stuart Broad once, otherwise, uh, and one Stokes catch. I think just two uh, uh, basic chances he gave. And he showed, and he mentioned again in the post-match how he worked on the sweep shot and how he's not played the sweep shot in 10, 11, 12 years and how he had to practice it over the last 10 days. And that is, again, I think going back to day one when we speaking about the sweep shot, how important it is uh, to play that. And I'm surprised that all the Indian cricketers have not been able to, are not playing the sweep shot as regularly as they should uh, over their career. Uh, just thinking about it now, uh, imagine how many runs they would have missed if they were able to play the sweep shot more regularly. So that's something which is just uh, curious but now Ashwin's practicing it. Uh, Rohit's done it uh, very often anyway. So Kohli does it. Uh, so that's great. So uh, this all goes well for uh, future uh, cricketers. I just want to put it out there for the record that Fidel's tweet was a sarcasm <laughs> because if, if you look at some of the replies to his tweet, I don't think everyone has has got it. Devan, uh, Ashwin for the third time in chess cricket, he's taken a 5-4. He's got a century. Only Ian Botham has done it more number of times, which is which is 5. You mentioned that he could get even a 10-4 in this test match. And it, it's very likely that, that he will. This has been Ashwin's test, a statement performance. Especially after yesterday you weren't on the pod, but Alan Gorham and I were discussing some of the tough times that he's had over the past 3-4 years just before he made this statement come back in Australia. Uh, yes, absolutely. In fact, I, I was listening. I did uh, hear the podcast and I, I remember Gaurav mentioning that, you know, this this has been a crucial period where he's just getting back to his best after maybe three or four years of a dip. 
and yes i mean he's he's lost his uh, white ball sort of uh, aura about him he's lost that place in the white ball team as well he's also getting on in years i mean let's be very honest uh, but but still i mean there is something about him there is something about everybody talks about how he's the thinking cricketer how he keeps trying to reinvent himself uh, we have seen through in the course of this lockdown and everything how he's almost reinvented himself as a social media star of sorts so clearly there's there's still a lot of fight left in him there's still a lot of thought going into all that he's doing with regards to things on the field and off it and i think that's getting reflected that confidence is getting reflected in the way that he's just bowling lately and again i go back to that sort of statement innings in sydney which probably just reignited in himself that yes i am one of the more valuable uh, batsmen in the slower order and let's not forget it's a very common uh, uh, criticism of this indian team and we've done it on this podcast several times that their lower order just doesn't contribute but on a spinning wicket today they were at 106 for 6 at one stage and from there they were able to stretch the score up to 286 so that's uh, that in itself is a huge huge uh, plus from uh, this test match absolutely it's just it's not just any 100 by a number 8 yeah when he's coming in maybe at a 400 for 6 ashwin came in when when the going was tough he was he had the advantage gorav of batting with his captain virat kohli who was just as he was in the first innings absolutely sublime i think they showed in the um, during the match they showed how he countered spin and how he has been playing uh, spin very well uh, and his last 10 innings he's been averaging 53 i don't know what there were there were murmurs there were talks that he's not in form and that's because he's not scoring those centuries we're so used to him scoring centuries but he scored 50 what in adelaide he scored 70 first test second innings he scored a 70 uh, and today he scored a 60 odd so kohli's been uh, awesome form he showed how you need to play spin in these tough conditions he took uh, what 19 balls to get off the mark so that was someone who wanted to just see the pitch make sure that he he knows exactly what shot to play and uh, he took his time which is very very unlike virat kohli i i didn't check the stat but i'm 100% this is the slowest when he stay, he's gotten off the mark in any format because 0 of 19 is not something you see from virat kohli so he obviously uh, came out to bad he came out technically also uh, what he has to do on this pitch and he uh, executed perfectly yeah yeah uh, there's one thing that uh, gorav mentioned the band that there were talks that virat kohli is out of form i find that pretty amusing i i don't think kohli is ever out of form it's just that He's scoring the 60s and the 70s rather than scoring the 160s and the 170s. Um, that's the pitfall of having uh, somebody who's as consistent as Kohli. And I mean, all of these uh, great batsmen in recent years, we've also talked about how there were murmurs about Joe Root's lack of form uh, simply because he didn't have a century for a while before he went to Sri Lanka, of course. So uh, it, it happens when you uh, set unrealistic uh, benchmarks even for yourself. even when there's a slight dip in just that uh, level of scoring and and as i've said before on this podcast that it's more than just the numbers i think a century at the end of the day if it doesn't specially contribute to a victory or if it doesn't come in a situation where your team needs those runs then it it might as well just be a you know a 60 or a 70 so so we have to look at uh, an innings in its totality of course uh, when when we look at a scorecard then it always conveys you know the highest score and the best figures but it doesn't convey somebody who was perhaps a perfect supporting act or uh, somebody who in this case who actually showed the way uh, in a sense to ashwin uh, but but credit here to ashwin for the way that he came out he was very positive to begin with in that partnership uh, while kohli was taking his time so he allowed kohli also to settle down uh, for himself and uh, ashwin was taking on the bowlers he was sweeping which was a pleasant change as as gaurav mentioned and who would imagine vikram rathore he credited vikram rathore and uh, 
Rathor himself wasn't a great proficient of the uh, sweep himself in his playing days. So it's just one of those things that, you know, I mean, we see even in football, sometimes the greatest defenders turn out to be the best attacking coaches. So it's it's probably just a the switch that happens once you go into coaching. That it's, you, it's, it's a different skill set, I yeah, suppose, exactly. isn't it? Coaching as compared to actually playing, yeah. playing the game. Perhaps also mindset because you reflect on some of the things which you perhaps didn't do yourself and you're able to relate to those better and you're able to sort of pass on that information better to your wards. Uh, uh, either way, um, I think, uh, yes, stellar knock and a good effort from the two of them to prove again that it's really not that bad a pitch. While we are praising Kohli as much as possible, I think we have to talk about uh, what happened a couple of times this uh, test already with respect to Kohli. One with the uh, umpire's call towards the end and how he was arguing with the umpire when he was uh, when he actually uh, went, ran in the middle of the pitch uh, early on. So both times he, he has he's had some altercations with the umpire. I think that is some aspect uh, of Kohli which I, I thought he had changed a little bit but you can't just be so uh, intimidating to the umpire. You need to respect the umpire a little bit. And that was something which uh, it's not only we saw Dhoni do that once in the IPL and now we're seeing Kohli do that. And Nitin Menon's been fantastic, terrific this uh, test match. He's got most of his decisions right. And this was again an umpire's call, which which happens a zillion times in uh, when we use Hawkeye. So I found that aspect uh, pretty uh, annoying. I, I want... Uh, I just wish uh, uh, this doesn't really repeat too often, especially if we're going to have in, uh, local umpires. It's not a good look, is it? Is it, Gaurav? Yeah. Like you said, it's it's definitely not a good look for Kohli. I suppose the frustration Deban may have built up because you really can't see why India are dominant. They are, I mean, ninety nine point nine percent going to win the Test match in two maximum two sessions. Why tomorrow. did you give that point to not not one percent to England? The, the, it rain. It rains, I suppose, right? Really? Some once in a while in Chennai. Really? I don't know. Maybe we get unseasonal I, monsoons. I wish I could show you a photo of what it is, what it is outside currently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It isn't a good look, and I. Again, Deban, why? Because India are dominant. And do you think it was just because it was uh, Joe Root's wicket? Uh, no, I don't think so. I'll, I'll actually go a step further than Gaurav and I'll say that uh, with Kohli, we sometimes see that there is this... Uh, Sort of a, there's a sign that he probably thinks he's a little bigger than the game. And that's never, never good for a cricketer because you've always got to respect the laws. You've always got to respect the opposition. You've always got to respect the umpires as well. And by and large, yes, uh, Virat has shown a lot of uh, maturity in recent times. He's handled a lot of uh, things in a very statesmanlike manner in, in recent years. But uh, when you're in the middle of uh, the battle, sometimes things do get to your head and you lose that sense of judgment. And to have that twice, and I think both times against the same umpire, so that that just uh, again shows shows a lack of respect, which which is not uh, becoming of a captain. And I think this is where the match officials, uh, you know, there's often been this joke in cricket that it's basically like a paid vacation for the match referee. But that's where the match referees really, oh, they have to earn their keep. They actually have to go in and uh, either have a stern word or uh, do some penalty, you know. Uh, meet out some punishment basically because it has to be an example for the other players that you can't be doing that. You can't be going up to the umpire and just, you know, arguing for 
virtually everything, which is what uh, sometimes he does tend to do. So that's where I uh, I was thinking of a, a radical idea. And I, I don't think it's radical. I think it's very much practical, which ICC can do is now that you have your world test championship, that's where people start getting a bit uh, uh, more, uh, 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 what, do you, what do I say? They take that very uh, seriously, right? So over there, it's also people are going to be bowling fast because, you know, if India uh, get uh, lose uh, two or four points, they might go down on percentage points, etc. So in the future, I think such a descent should be, uh, uh, the team should be uh, dock points from your uh, World Test Championship rather than fines. Fines are not going to help at all. So I think any kind of, uh, uh, if you get demerit points or the captain gets, uh, uh, has anybody has some kind of bad behavior, you give them one warning maybe and the second time it happens in some period of time within the World uh, Test Championship cycle, you dock 10 to 15 points. Unless the punishment is so harsh, will people be more uh, careful? That's just my view and I think it's very easy to implement that. Yeah, it, it is something maybe the ICC can can look forward to. Now, usually at at this time of the podcast, guys, we look forward to tomorrow. I I really don't see uh, a, a need to do that. So, so let's. Can I give a slightly Can I give a slightly left of field uh, input here? Yeah. So when when the English uh, second innings began, and uh, particularly, I mean, soon after Sibley got out, the way that Lawrence and Burns were going. Uh, my personal gut feel was that this pitch is actually easing up a little bit. When I say easing up, it's it's not that it's getting any you know easier to bat. It's not uh, turning any less, but it's definitely slowed down a lot more, I think, than than day one. And and that is an interesting development. I think that explains why the Indians were able to hang on with their last four wickets for as long as they did. So uh, there is still a possibility. I mean, again, those two wickets didn't help. Of course, one was a night watchman and you could almost hear everything being preempted. Uh, as soon as Akshar Patel was setting up to bowl, Rishabh Pant literally just told him that, you know, just bowl into the footmarks. He, he, in Hindi, he said, you know, gadde mital. So just like bowl into the footmarks. And the, the on-air commentators were wondering why he doesn't have a silly point, why he's got, you know, two leg slips and or, or two short legs and one leg slip. And that's exactly where the ball went. So that was almost like a freebie because he was pretty much dismissed first ball. So yeah, I mean, you have to consider them essentially to be two down. And yeah, just thinking from an England camp's perspective, I think the... the... that That's harsh on Jack Leach, who <laughs> stuck around for a very, very important one run, Devan. Uh, and he's going to live off that, isn't he? His entire life. So. <laughs> as, as, a, as a batsman, yes. Yeah, no, absolutely. Giving him full credit for that. But yeah, I mean, uh, well, Nathan Lyon wouldn't have minded him getting out first ball <laughs> on that occasion. But... Uh, so, uh, the point I was coming to is that uh, this is an interesting challenge for England, which they've got to look at as that. I mean, I don't think uh, the 482 target is going to get anywhere near anybody's mind. But uh, they simply have to bat time. They have to make a few runs, get some confidence back. Because, as I mentioned before, they've already had a couple of pretty poor innings now on this tour. And another one could just be crippling for their self-confidence. So, the likes of Ben Stokes, uh, Joe Root himself, all of these guys have to get in and you know try and get amongst the runs. And uh, on a pitch like this, you need a little bit of luck and maybe that uh, leg before decision which wasn't upheld uh, against uh, Joe Root. But to be fair, the Indians were actually going up for pot behind. So, in many ways, they hamstrung themselves with that appeal. Um, and I think it also brushed a little bit of the stump. So, he was very, very lucky that it got his pad, it got the stump, it went through to Rishabh Pant. But on all three occasions, he was pretty much not out. So, uh, that's the kind of luck they need. And if he gets that kind of luck tomorrow, then maybe they can prolong it uh, through till about maybe the third session. That will be a huge moral victory for them, I, I suppose. 
Root and Stokes are, of course, the big names in the England batting order. But Gaurav, I personally feel this is an extremely important innings for Dan Lawrence. He's he's batting at number three. He's not done well so far on the on this tour to India. Zach Crawley is back in training. This is, uh, I think, hit or bust for Lawrence. I think either way it's going to be because Johnny Besto is going to come back and Johnny Besto is likely to take his spot. So, yeah, he can maybe... Uh, uh, fight for the opener spot actually uh, Burns has been struggling so good innings by Dan Lawrence could make them maybe think of uh, playing um, uh, Dan Lawrence at the top or do some other kind of change but yeah it is an important innings any for any uh, any youngster coming and scoring uh, a good uh, 70 80 or even a century tomorrow would be a, a, would would make him believe that he is there uh, in the top league so yes definitely Karthik uh, his knock is important but I think we'll be chatting at around 12 for the final podcast. <laughs> now, one more word on England, though. Uh, and I ask this seriously. Is anyone a bit disappointed here with, with Stuart Broad and his, his performance? Especially, I know the pitch is very, very, very different from what it was. But especially the way Anderson played in, in the first test match. The skill required, uh, which Anderson has, which is reverse, is something which Broad uh, is not... Uh, like that's not his forte. He his forte is bowling those leg cutters and bowling those accurate uh, balls where they they could have uh, maybe used him for getting some control. But I didn't see that happening, and this happens. Birds record in India is actually pretty poor. It has it's nothing to uh, talk. Whereas Anderson has done it before, so I think they uh, missed a, point, a trick here, uh, in my opinion, to play even uh, they could have even played Dom best. They could have gone in because you have Stokes to bowl those uh, reverse swing overs if if it was reversing. And this pitch, uh, I think most both teams read it right that it's going to turn from day one. So. Uh, India did a great thing by resting Bumrah. So, I think England should have uh, ideally uh, not played God in hindsight. But again, in hindsight is a great uh, thing. So, if India England had won the toss and they had batted first, maybe Bharat would have uh, come in handy. Who knows? Another player for whom tomorrow is important is Kuldeep Yadav Deban. I was talking to Gaurav yesterday and Kuldeep bowled just the six overs in, in the first innings. He got the ball, I think it was the 34th over by the time he got the ball. Aksar and Ashwin have already started really, really well for India, picking up three wickets before stumps today. Uh, again, Kuldeep, if another non-performance by him after all these question marks about whether he's why isn't he being selected, or what's up with Kuldeep Yadav, it's it's not looking very rosy for uh, the left-arm leg spinner. Uh, yes, I mean, we must begin with a caveat that a pitch like this actually is not a very good one for a wrist spinner because a wrist spinner principally goes on deception, principally goes on flight. And this is the kind of a slowish turning pitch where you need to speed things up, which is why Akshar Patel is encountering so much of success because he has that action from where, you know, high arm release and he spears the ball in, which is how he got uh, Sibley in this particular innings as well. So for uh, Kuldeep Yadav to succeed, he'll have to do something which he's not used to, which is to, you know, uh, really speed up the uh, delivery uh, speed of his uh, deliveries, which is not something that is his forte. Or he has to depend a lot on the flipper, which is also not something which is ideal for a uh, leg spinner or a wrist spinner, because ideally you want to bowl your stock balls more and keep the flipper more as a surprise weapon. So, yeah, it'll be interesting when, if and when he gets a bowl in this innings, how he goes about it. But I would look at it this way, that the Indian management should just uh, take him aside and just put him at ease and say that, look, we won't judge you on this performance because this is a bit of a uh, outlier as a pitch. 
and in any case uh, in the next pink ball match he'll probably make way for somebody like Jaspreet Bumrah because I would think India will probably want to go in with a three seam attack for that uh, particular match so there shouldn't be too much of uh, pr- pressure on him they should just allow him to go out there and bowl the way that he wants to uh, experiment a bit if he wants uh, ideally what uh, perhaps Kohli could uh, attempt to do is maybe get a few early wickets and then bring Kuldeep on and put some pressure on the batting side and hope that he picks up a couple of wickets Excellent. So, Gaurav is not giving England even a 0.1% chance of getting anything out of this game. And I think it's it's pretty it's pretty obvious that we the match will end tomorrow. Any any thoughts on on what could happen tomorrow? When when we'll see a finish, Gaurav? I think if England survive the first session, pretty pretty good. If they go on to even survive second session like what Deban says it'd be amazing but I doubt that's going to happen I think the match will end between lunch and tea um, and uh, yeah and then uh, everybody gets a lot of time off because the thing is it's very very hard you know the uh, to the Indian spinners are bowling outstandingly well they hardly give any uh, bad ball so England are trying to be as positive as possible uh, but it just doesn't work and not everybody has the shots uh, which are required uh, this, this is a very, very typical uh, Indian test match where uh, the spinners dominate. And uh, let's see, even if Kuldeep gets enough, uh, Kuldeep will come into ball, uh, uh, to ball only if uh, I think there's a, a pretty big partnership. So if Ashwin and Aksar are constantly getting wickets, then it's going to be hard. In fact, Aksar has been really good uh, today. So uh, I think uh, he will be the key. I think he has a good chance of getting a fifer in his debut. And um, yeah, so we're going to see a lot of records, either Ashwin's 10 or Aksar's 5. Uh, I know you don't often do predictions, Karthik, but let's start with you and let's do an individual figure each to what uh, England will get to. Let's see who's closest tomorrow. What England will get to. They are 53 for 3. I would say that Root, he's going to continue his, his streak so of runs. Maybe not a century, maybe an 80. So, 200 all out. I would go with around uh, 176. Okay, so I, I was initially uh, leaning towards the 170s, but I think I'm going to go a little bit more optimistic for England. So let's go with 210. Excellent. So so we'll see who's who's closest tomorrow. And Debayan, you know when Gaurav says that we'll get a break, which he means by a one and a half day break. No, you're not bringing it up. I know what he, he's looking He means forward. he's going to get, yeah, he's going to get more writing and reading time for the IPL auction, <laughs> which is on the 18th. More about that tomorrow. More about that tomorrow. With that in mind, Devan and Gaurav, thank you so much for joining us today. We'll we'll chat with you tomorrow. This podcast could be out at any time tomorrow. Stay tuned.